Greetings, this is Pastor Theodore Faison from the Living Water Christian Center Church, where the word is plentiful and the spirit of the Lord lives. And we want to welcome you to our uh, virtual service. We hope that the word of God finds you and be a blessing to you today. Thank you so much for your time and attention. God bless you. Amen. He's worthy of all the praise and honor and glory and blessings. Jesus is worthy. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you because you're our God and our Father, and you hear our prayers, and we thank you for allowing us this time together as we gather in your name to worship, to fellowship, to give praise and honor and glory to the matchless name of Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful today. And as we enter this portion of the service, we ask that you enter in with us and speak to us out of your word, that we who have ears to hear will hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Touch our ears, teach us to listen. Touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're so grateful today that you're here with us um, to join us in service today. We thank God for the praise and worship. We thank God for your prayers and your support your online giving, and just your um, attention and your time, because you don't have to be here. And so we're thankful for that. I'm Pastor Face, and this is the Living Water Church. And we are studying in the book of 1 Peter, the epistle of 1 Peter, and we're still in chapter 3. We just finished talking about um, relationships um, in the home, husband and wife, um, in other places we talked about relationships with our children and everything. And Peter is going to go on and, and give some general information that will help all of us. Amen? Praise God, as soon as I find it here in front of me. And there it is. Okay, here we go. Verse, we're going to start at verse 8. After we talked about husbands and wives, it says here in verse 8, Finally, be ye all of one mind, or the same mind. In other words, be in agreement. Having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful and courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessings. Knowing that ye are there unto call, that ye should inherit a blessing. So Peter is telling us, um, don't go and try to um, render evil for evil. Don't railing for railing. In other words, when you're being provoked and people are testing you and they're provoking you and insulting you and saying harsh things about you and to you, and things like that. He says, do not try to get back at these individuals. All right? In other words, he's telling us what Jesus talked about on the Sermon of the Mount. He says, bless those that curse you and do good to those that do bad to you and pray for them, love your enemies, that kind of stuff. And so what, it doesn't just account for your neighbors, but in all your relationships, because, you know, when you're in relationship with people, and we talked about it before, there's an opportunity for leadership, of course, but there's also an opportunity for conflict. And so when you're in conflict, 
and what a friend of mine calls um, intense fellowship. You know, when you're in that with somebody you love and somebody you're in relationship with, you don't want to say things, you don't want to do things that you're going to regret. See, I understand that sometimes people just provoke you, especially the ones that know you better, and they dirty fight. They pull up stuff about you and information that should be hid from the world, but they know it, and so they use that against you, and it's, it's harsh, it's wrong, it should not happen. But the Bible says here, and what Peter is telling us, don't do what you're, what's being done to you, okay? He says here, the, what G, he wants us to remember what Jesus taught us, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, the challenge is when you're heated and when you're emotional, upset or angry, it's hard not to open your mouth and say some things, especially when people are um, insulting you and arguing with you and fussing at you and talking to you in all caps. You know, it's hard to hold back, and especially when you know you got the goods on them. You know, I, listen, you're going to talk to me like that? I know some things about you. You know, it's, it's difficult for most of us not to go back at that individual. But the Bible is teaching us not to do that. So, Pastor, what you going to do, man? Look, look how they're talking to me. Look how they're pushing up on me. Come on, Pastor. I'm supposed to just take that? Jesus took it. Okay? The apostles took it. And we're asked to take it, too. And the scripture talks about the man who can control his emotions is greater than the man who can take the city, okay? And when we go on, we're going to read a little further. Um, we're going to look at some scriptures in James that talks about controlling our tongues. See, the tongue is the thing. See, the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It also says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what are we saying? If I can get a hold of my thoughts, all right, and, and try to get my thoughts together. And even when my thoughts are leaving me, if I can shut my mouth, if I can keep my mouth still and not say things that's going to get me in trouble, I will be in control of my whole body. But look what it says here. Let's read a little further. Verse 10, and this is a quote out of, a, out of the psalm. It says, For he that will love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Guile is deceit. Let him eschew evil. That means resist evil. And do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are all over, are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So what are we saying? God is watching us, and he's listening for our prayers. He's not listening for our cursing and insults and, and bad language and, and difficult speech. He's listening for our prayers. So it's praying time, saints. It's praying time when you're being tempted, when you're being provoked, and when they are pushing up on you, it's praying time. You have to be praying. You have to control yourself 
Man, you have to watch yourself. If you have to walk away, it takes more strength to walk away from that situation than to engage in it. Oh, yes, it does. It takes strength. It takes, it takes power. And the Lord will give you that strength and that ability to do it. And it doesn't look good on the outside, you know. And, you know, you have to understand, God has no punks, okay? And we, as individuals, know that we could take people, but we're not authorized to do it. Amen. We're not authorized to do it. You know you could take them, but you're not authorized to do that. You know you could say some things that will get back at them and that will just bring them down and insult them and break them down and embarrass them in front of the whole community. But you're not authorized to do that. Matter of fact, we shouldn't even be thinking that way. We should be thinking another way. We have to think like, Lord Jesus, how can I get out of this without hurting this person? <laughs> Instead of how can I get out of this without looking bad? Okay? And so that's the thing. That's the thing. We have to control ourselves. We have to make some decisions before the situation comes up. You have to decide if this happens to me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to attempt to walk away. Here's what the scripture says. The scripture says, a soft answer, or rather a gentle answer, turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. All right? So if I give a gentle answer, okay, it will help to, um, to ease the situation. But if I fuss and argue back, we're just going to go back and forth. And you know, it, it, especially, especially with our family members, come on now. Who are you going to get the best arguments with? It's going to be your loved ones. The, your home, your loved ones, your, the people that know you best, the ones that you had the most contact with. You know, strangers, we, we, could, we could ignore a stranger a little bit, all right? But your loved ones, the people that you're close to, you can't ignore these people. They're, gonna, they're always there. They're always there. So we need to have a way to calm the situation. I tell, I tell spouses, I tell husbands and wives, sometimes you need to just hit the pause button and say, let's talk about this later. I can't do this now. You have to, you have to put it on hold, okay? I tell parents, you know your kids out there acting up, don't, you can't just discipline your children out in the open like they used to do when I was a kid. You know, I said the wrong thing, and my mother smacked me in my teenage mouth right in front of the church. You know, if you do that today, somebody's going to call the cops. And we don't, by the way, we don't um, advocate smacking children and things like that. All right? But whatever discipline you choose to do, take your child at home and do it at home. Don't do it while you're angry. Calm down. We have to calm down, okay? I want you to look at a scripture over in James chapter 1. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and it helps me, and I hope it helps you. James chapter 1, that's the book just before Peter, if you're flipping pages, okay? James chapter 1, um, verse, what verse do I want? Verse 19, <laughs> okay? It says, wherefore, my brethren... My beloved brethren, let every man or every person be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Verse 20 says, 
for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So the Bible says be quick. That means ready, instant, quick to hear. Be in a position where you can hear. You want to hear. See, I believe that everybody has a voice and everybody should be heard and everybody should have an opportunity to share their information, you know. But the rest of us, everybody has to be ready to listen, right? And if you listen, that gives you more of an opportunity to speak. So he says, quick to hear, all right? Quick to hear, slow to speak. Don't be ready to open your mouth so fast. You know, give it time. Pause for a minute. Consider what you're about to say. Let the people wait for you. They say, come on, face them. What do you got to say? Just, just wait a minute. I need, I need a minute. I'm, I'm trying to formulate this the right way. Okay? Um, don't be so quick because when you, when you open your mouth and blurt things out, you can't take it back. It's out there. You can apologize and you can say things like I didn't mean it, which is not ever true because you did mean it because you said it. Right? Um, you can say things like that, but you can't take it back. It's out there. They heard it. You said that thing. Right? And now, um, if you apologize for it, you could apologize. You could say I was wrong. You could say I should not have done it. But you can't take it back. You cannot go back in time. You can't erase it. And this goes for you folks, um, people, because nowadays we're, we're emailing and texting and tweeting and doing all these things on social media. Please, if you're smart enough to write it out, look at it before you send it off. Send, be, look at it. You may want to edit some things. Okay? But when you talk, you can't edit what's already out there. You can edit it while it's in your head. But you, when you talk, you can't, you can't edit that. So look what it says. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Please don't be so angry so fast. Try not to be angry so fast. If you listen carefully, <clears throat> excuse me, if you listen carefully and if you take your time talking, maybe you could take your time being angry. Now listen, we get angry. Angry, we all experience anger. But wrath, you know what wrath is? Wrath is another level of anger. It's, it, go, it goes to like, I'm going to get you, sucker. It's like hatred. It's, it's like revenge and vengeance. I don't know. I'm, I'm upset. So I'm so upset here that I don't want to see you unless I got my hand around your neck. That's, that's the kind of attitude that wrath is. Okay? And you don't want to ever be that way. Hope you're saying amen somewhere. You do not want to be that way. Okay? So quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to rap. So we have to. We have to. You know, I understand your thoughts may run away with you, but they don't have to fall out your mouth. Okay? You may be angry and heated and hurt and disappointed and depressed and all these other emotions, but it doesn't have to come out your mouth at the inappropriate time. Okay? And there's a time that all these things should open, that you should open up and speak these things. And that time is in prayer. And that time is in counsel. That time is in a safe place. Okay? Not just any place. Here we go. I want you to come down. Let's look at chapter 3. James chapter 3. This got some more information for us here. James is good with this stuff. I don't want to read the whole chapter to you. But it talks about how we... Um, you know, if it, it, James wants you to know that if you talk a lot, you're going to get in trouble. 
And in other places, it says how the more words you speak, the more trouble you find. And in the Proverbs, it even says things like, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is thought to be wise. Right? To hold your peace means that you don't talk when you're provoked. That's what it means to hold your peace. Okay? And it says, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is thought to be wise. But look what it says here in James. He, James talks about how we can control horses and animals and ships, vessels, and things like that, but you can't control that tongue. You can't tame it. It says, verse 5 says, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Wow. <laughs> That's what James said. It's, a, it's full of deadly poison. Life is in the tongue. Life and death is in the tongue, y'all. The things you say can build people, can edify them and strengthen them and encourage them and make them feel better, right? Or you could break them down. You could hurt them. You could wound them. You could, you could make them crippled with your words, all right? So we need to be careful how we use these things. It's a tool. It's meant to be a tool for blessing, not a weapon for cursing. Look what else it says here in verse 9. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith bless, curse we men, which are made after that similitude of God. Out of the same math proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be so. And then he talks about does a fountain give bitter water and sweet water? You know? The fountain gets one kind of water and says we should be the fountain that gets fresh water, living water. We should be speaking that to one another. Okay? Now, listen, um, this takes practice. Without a doubt, it takes practice. And you practice at home. You know you always practice at home, right? You, you practice your music at home. You practice your speeches at home. You practice your math at home. Whatever you do, whatever you practice, you practice it at home. And you need to, at home, you need to practice controlling yourself. The scripture says that if you control your mouth, you can put your whole body in check. You can control your whole body. Okay? That's what the scripture says. If we could control what comes out of our mouth. Jesus says, you know, Jesus, you know what Jesus said when his disciples didn't wash their hands? <laughs> you know, they, they're grimy. They didn't wash their hands before they ate. And the religious folks say, ew, your boys, your guys don't wash their hands before they eat. And Jesus said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man, it's what comes out. All right? And so we have to be careful. Be careful. Be still. I mean, be strengthened. 
Ask God for help. You know where you're weak. We all have weaknesses. We have these infirmities, and we all know it presses our buttons. And so does the devil. And so do your friends and neighbors and your frenemies. You know, they know what presses your button. They know what can get you going. All right? And what you and I have to do, we have to strengthen ourselves in the word of God and in prayer. And we have to get to a place where we can stop ourselves. Okay? As mature believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are able to not say a word. Yes, you are. <laughs> Somebody's arguing with me right now. Yes, you are able to, to be quiet. You can be quiet. You can stop. You don't have to say it. If you have to put on your face mask and put that on and cover your mouth, you know, if you have to, if you have to walk away, if you have to just moonwalk out of there, turn around, go somewhere else, whatever you got to do, you don't have to say it. Even the government gives you the right to remain silent. And anything you say will be used against you in the court of law. You know that, right? Have you ever had your rights read to you? <laughs> Ask me how I know. Uh, anyhow, listen, saints, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. But I do have to do it, Pastor, because everything within me wants to retaliate. No, no, no. You don't have to do it. Ask the Lord for help. It's better to walk away wishing I had said something than to walk away wishing I did not say a thing. See, I'm the guy, I see, I'm not good at debate and arguments. I lose arguments all the time. And I'm not good at this thing because I'm not that quick and I'm not that sharp, right? And so I walk away thinking, I wish I had said that. I wish I had said this, okay? Um, but I could write a nasty gram. Oh, yes, I can. I'll get a piece of paper, and I'll write it out, and I'll get all my emotions in it, and I'll get all my feelings out, and just, oh, yes, and be, all, oh, this is, this, this is devastating, all right? And then I'll have a chance to look at it and not send it. Or I'll give it to my wife, and she'll edit it for me, you know. It's better to write it out, saints. You people who have diaries and journals, you are healthier than most of us. Because you could get that, get that emotion out, man. Get it out. Write it out. Uh-huh. Write it out. Put it on paper. And then hide it somewhere so nobody sees it. You're healthier than the rest of us. But the people with the mouth that goes and goes and talks and talks and on and on and on, they get themselves in trouble, y'all. They get themselves in trouble. All right? It's better to be the quiet one who doesn't talk enough than to be the one who running his or her, her mouth all the time. Yakety, yakety, yak, talk, 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 talk. Because everything that's in their heart is going to spill out. There's some things you need to keep to yourself. All right? And some things you need to take to prayer. You get in your secret closet. You get to wherever your private prayer place is. You go there. And you talk to the Lord about it. And in prayer, you vent. In prayer, you cry. In prayer, you fuss. In prayer, you express your emotions and tell about your disappointments and your anger and all those things, right? You do it in prayer. Please do it in prayer. And, and the Lord can take it. Don't worry about it. That's what David did. 
you know, David and, and, the, and the saints of old, that's how they prayed. You know, Joshua said, how can we stand before these people when we're going to get defeated and, 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 and express their concerns and their doubts and things like that, okay? Don't do it in front of the folk. Be private. Do it before the Lord. Now, some of us need more help, and so the scripture says, uh, confess your faults to one another, pray for one another that you might be healed. Sometimes you need to talk things out to somebody to a safe place. All right? Your, your minister, your pastor, um, the, the counselor, someplace safe, and you need to talk things out. Okay? And you, need to, you want to talk to someone who can pray with you too, by the way. And pray that you might be healed. Okay? And so there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of pain. And I don't want you to keep that stored up and built up in you because it will affect your body. It will break you down. It will give you, it will ruin your immune system. And you'll be susceptible to disease and germs and stuff like that. So you have to get these things out. But what we don't want you to do is blurt it out on the people. Please don't do that, because you will tear folk up. But, Pastor, that's what I want to do. I want to tear them up. No, you don't want to tear them up. That's how you feel, but that's not what you want. That's not what's going to be um, a blessing. Remember, God is watching and listening for your prayers, not for your cursing and your fussing and your carrying on on people. Right? He's listening for your prayer. Take all that emotion, take all that pain, take all that hurt, all that baggage, all that ugly, and bring it to the Lord in prayer. He can handle it. All right? You know, bring it all with you. Just load up the minivan, the truck, the pickup, the, the tractor trailer, whatever you got. Just load it all up and bring it to God in prayer. All the ugly, bring it to him. Bring all the ugly and all the stupid, bring all of it to God. Bring it to him in prayer. He can deal with it, he can handle it, and it's a safe place for you. It's safe. You have to stay safe now. Okay? Stay safe. So here's what we're saying. The Lord is able to help us. Anything the Word of God tells us to do, God gives us help to accomplish that. Okay? So it's not impossible. It feels impossible, but it's not. Because if the Lord tells you to do it, the Lord helps you to accomplish that thing, whatever that thing is. Okay? So, and the tongue, remember, if you can control your mouth, you can put your whole body in check. Okay? If you can resist yourself, you can resist the devil. You can resist temptation. You could walk out of the a situation a free person because you did not do anything to incriminate yourself or damage or assault someone else. Remember, if you, if you say the wrong thing to somebody, you could be sued for assault. Assault is not physical, it's verbal. Now, once you punch them out, that's battery. So, so I'm going to get you, sucker, and you hit them, that's assault and battery. But if you just say, I'm going to get you, sucker, that's assault. Okay? Just, just so you know, for you folks, you know, for you weak ones, 
to um, try to make excuses for yourself. All right? So here we go. The Lord wants you to be like him. Oh, I can't be like him. He's the Lord. He's God. Well, you have his spirit. You have his name. <laughs> you have his authority. You have the relationship that he has with the Father. Right? And if you're not sure, if that's too hard for you, you know, look at, look at Peter and James and John, the apostles and the saints, as they went through the stuff that they taught and the stuff that they um, demonstrated. And if that's not enough for you, look through the history. Look through the church history of the people who, who, um, who've been accused wrongly, who have been punished for being Christians, who are being persecuted and, and tortured. Look at them. Look at their history and the stuff they went through. All right? And say to yourself and say to your God, Lord, if you help me, I could do it. Okay? That's what you say. If you help me, I could do it. And he would definitely help you because he told you to do it. But anything he tells you to do, <laughs> he'll help you accomplish that. Amen? I hope this helps you. Um, it's helped me, actually. And I hope it helps you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, we need your help. We don't know how to behave ourselves sometimes, and our thoughts are crazy. But with your help, Lord, we can bring these things in subjection to you and your word and demonstrate how a Christian man, woman, and child ought to behave themselves. We are so thankful for all that you do and all that you provide. We thank you for these things even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, I ask Pastor Linda if she would come and greet you. Praise the Lord, saints. We thank and praise God for the word of God. A challenging word this morning. Amen. Uh, but we know with the help of the Lord... And only with his help can we tame this tongue. He can tame the tongue. Um, as pastor was ministering this morning, I was thinking of the scripture that says that we should be wise as serpents, but harmless as a dove. Amen. And that, that means not just in, um, we, we like to um, section off where we apply the word of God, but this word um, goes across all our relationships and all our interactions. It's important that we remember who we represent, how we're supposed to carry ourselves and what we should say and not say, you know, and seek not to do harm. I was thinking um, he, a pastor had said you can't take back what you say, and we often start back and say, I really didn't mean it, and I think he said you did mean it because you said it, and it's true. We mean what we say, but we don't really um, care. I think I was thinking about my own self and said, wow, Lord, that is true, and I have said, I didn't really mean it, but the truth of the matter is you did. I thought about it before I said it, so I know I meant it, but um, it's being selfish 
We're selfish in our thoughts. We're selfish in our emotions. We're selfish when we get hurt. It's all about us. But I said, Lord, help me. Help me to consider things before they come out of my mouth. Amen. So that my relationships with others are better and we're, I'm a better representation of you. And we know that we are in a, um, I like to say, an era of entitlement. Everybody's entitled. Everybody's entitled. You know, um, we have posters. You see these signs in our neighborhoods, right? And um, it, it might be Black Lives Matter, but amongst the sign there are other issues, social issues that are relevant to people today, right? So we all have this idea of our entitlement, but as Christians, as Christians, we are ambassadors and we are to represent another kingdom, another country, another ruler, a world that this world does not understand. And I pray that we keep this in front of us every day. We have to remember um, I am to overcome. The Lord said it's going to be tough in this world. He told his disciples this. He said, and I'm not just giving this word to you, but to those that come after you, right? World doesn't like you, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I conquered this for you. So in me is enough to conquer and to overcome. And I pray this morning that you would um, agree with God that you are an overcomer and practice that in your daily living, especially out of the words of the mouth, out of your mouth, the words that you speak. This morning, I just want to um, pray. We're going to have an altar, um, a prayer. We can't have an altar call and people come out, but I, we just want to go before the Lord. For those of you that are um, listening and hearing, uh, we know there are needs, and we're touching and agreeing with you in the spirit this morning. Um, we have to know. I'm so glad. Aren't you glad this thing is spiritual? Aren't you glad that what you have is not based on a physical aspect? Amen. But it is spiritual. So we're going to touch and agree with you this morning. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We always thank you for your mercy. We thank you because we are the called out ones, Lord. And you hear us when we pray. Because we belong to you, Lord. We come together as your people this morning, Lord, asking you to have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're asking you this morning to touch the sick and the afflicted, Lord. Those that are listening and they're achy and they're tired in their bodies. Lord, bring healing to their joints in the name of Jesus. Lord, go down into the fingers and the knees and the back joints and the toes, Lord, and bring relief, Lord. You said, oh God, we read and we know and we believe in your word that by your stripes, we are healed, and we're asking you for physical healing 
We pray, oh God, for those that are laid up in hospitals, on hospital beds, laying on gurneys, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bring healing in the name of Jesus. Those that are in nursing homes, oh God, that uh, aren't mobile, Lord, but are believing you for mobility, Lord, that haven't closed the book on their life, oh God, but are looking for you to raise them up, God. We're believing with them in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, remember, oh God, our deacons, oh God, Deacon Outley in the hospital, God. Remember uh, Elder Buchanan, oh God, uh, in a nursing facility, and, and our mothers, oh God, that are at home, oh God, convalescing, oh God, touch them, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Those that we don't see, oh God, but touch them in the name of Jesus. Remember our mothers, oh God. We pray, Lord, those that are walking and needing canes, oh God, and oh Lord, help them and heal them, God. We can't get to them. Oh, God, because we're socially distanced, but spiritually, Lord, we're asking you to visit them in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, those that are suffering, oh, God, from gross and tumors, oh, God, that we need you to work a miracle, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Dry up, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, those that are dealing with conditions in their body, oh, God, in their stomach area, Lord, we pray that you would go in and heal what the doctors can't figure out, what the doctors cannot fix, Lord, you fix in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we ask, Lord Jesus, those that are uh, victims of strokes, Lord Jesus, and cannot regain, oh, God, the use of the, and the activity of their limbs like they want, God, give them patience and strength. Strengthen them, oh, God, in other areas, Lord Jesus, oh God, we call out women, oh God, in their bodies, in their physical conditions, physical ailments, oh God. We bind breast cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal, heal, Lord Jesus. Heal uteruses, oh God. Dry up tumors in the name of Jesus. During this time, God, we are not separated from you or your healing power, Lord. Go into homes, God. Moving from the physical, God, go in, heal our minds that are drifting, that are falling into depression and oppression, God. We pray that the ministering angels will lift up the spirits of your people. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of suicide, Lord, amongst our young people, our, our young men and our young women, contemplating whether to live or die. We speak life in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord. And we ask, oh God, that those that are just sitting out there, Lord, doing nothing, activate the spirit within them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we know, Lord, that these are challenging times, but victorious times. We are victorious in you, God. And oh God, as churches prepare to open whenever, God, and trying to find ways to reach their members, Lord, we pray, oh God, that you shake them up.
Shake them up, oh God, those that are lying dormant, Lord. Shake them and convict them in their spirits, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you because we pray in faith. We believe in faith. We trust you by faith, Lord. And we know you're going to make a difference in the lives of these people, God. Oh, Lord, those that are without jobs, God, give them jobs, Lord. Let the right job come to them, Lord Jesus. Give them jobs. Many are working two small jobs to equal one big job, Lord. Strengthen them. We pray that you infuse their bodies with strength during this time in the name of Jesus. And we're going to trust you, Lord. We're going to trust you. We're going to trust you, Lord, till we die, God, because our relationship with you is not predicated on the material, Lord, and what we go through, but what you've done for us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this prayer, Lord, and other prayers, God. And we can not ask, Lord Jesus, or leave without asking you to remember the shepherds. Remember the candlesticks, God, in this house and other houses. Strengthen your leaders. Strengthen them, Lord. Help them to stand. Help them to stand, God. And touch their bodies, Lord. Heal them, Lord. If you're attacking us, you're attacking them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. This we ask and we pray and we believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let the people of God say amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. pastors Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973 902 9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973 902 Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.